0: This is Amstigator, a podcast founded on purpose, but focused on the path to get there. Experience is the best teacher, right? And in this season of Amstigator, we're going all in on female perspective of women and wisdom as we answer one specific question. What's the lesson here? Welcome back to Amstigator. I'm so glad you pressed play because... Today's one of those episodes that will absolutely blow your mind. When I think about the sheer magnitude of the things this woman who you're about to hear from has done, it almost doesn't seem real. It feels like I couldn't possibly be talking about the life of one singular person. It has to be a lot of people wrapped into one, right? Well, Dr. Christina Rahm will tell you, first and foremost, she's a wife and a mother. Professionally, her entire field of study has been in the area of how to make people healthier. She has so many degrees, so many doctorates in so many fields. She studies nanotechnology, pharmaceuticals, nutrition, that was at Harvard and Cornell. She has doctorates in education and philosophy. She worked in the pharmaceutical industry for many, many years, and then watched countless research projects turning in remarkable outcomes for simple, natural remedies. But those projects were for specific pharmaceuticals. So the world outside would never know the benefits to natural, holistic things because that part of the research doesn't get evaluated by the FDA. It would only be the research around a particular drug, and so only the people within the pharmaceutical company would even know about it. So she was one of those people. And she decided to dedicate her life to educating people about the power of nature. In this episode, she talks about how she balances both natural and medical remedies, how she's used it in her own battles with cancer. And she will tell you in this episode, a couple of times straight up, I know when something won't be fixed by natural remedies alone. I also know when I can try natural. It's incredible. So in the two and a half years since she started her wellness company, Root Brands, she's expanded to 76 countries. And she's done zero advertising. She'll tell you the growth is because her products actually work They actually make people healthier and they're clean and natural. She runs and owns 14 companies. She holds tons of patents. She's an author, innovator, and an artist too. She is the ultimate Renaissance woman. And honestly, it is mind blowing how brightly her light shines. I personally, I've met a lot of people, but I have never met anyone as accomplished or as caring or as driven or as creative and artistic as this woman. She is in a genius class, all her own. By the end of this conversation, she talks about the criticism she's received in her work. So make sure you keep listening to hear her take on that. And in this conversation, we also talk about her work around fungus and parasites, and then the overall lack of nutrients in our food. That part's going to be really eye-opening for you. We also talk about what's wrong with our healthcare system in this country and why Truly, she and I both believe that it is her mission on this planet to not just make people healthier, but to also detox our land, air, and water. Dr. Rom shares how much time she spends in prayer and meditation every single day, and the number is gonna surprise you, I'll just tell you. Our conversation becomes deeply spiritual, and honestly, to me, it's the most life-giving part because she talks about her mission every day, how it's to heal and to love and to expand. Dr. Rahm really inspires me, and I'm certain you're going to be inspired too. So here is Dr. Christina Rahm with the lesson, Think Even Bigger. First of all, thank you. Thank you for being here. I know what a busy lady you are. You're all over the world. When I think about the career that you've had here, there, and everywhere in terms of all of the manners of all the studies you've done, I mean, between psychology, between the science and formulation and, and pharmaceutical world, now you're in business and art and it, fashion, it's unreal that one, this is one life. Yeah. But you, to me, when I look outside looking in, it seems like here are six people <laughs> in one body. Yep. How is this possible? Um, tell me what it is that you think drives you to do all the things that you're doing right now. Like what is the inspiration behind all of it?
1: I, I think honestly that Like at the age of – in third grade, I asked for a thesaurus and National Geographic subscription (laughs) and a dictionary, and I won national – like I was was always in contests for – I loved – I know this sounds odd to be smart. Like I – it came pretty – Easy. I used to have. I didn't have to study. You know, I would just take the test, and I have a I speed read and have an iodetic memory, so it was pretty easy. And I I had all these dreams of how I could help children. That's really. I loved uh, studying Mother Teresa. I loved studying women that did things that were really historic to help people. And I don't know why. I, th- I had very strong grandmothers, very strong aunts, um, and mother, and strong men in my family. I had this great family, and so I think that was just a dream of mine. I grew up on a farm. I grew up in a small town and I just knew that I was going to do all these things. And then fast forward, I had a, I loved college. I had so much fun, <laughs> but I, I got sick. I had Lyme's disease. Mm. Um, and I was one of the first people actually, because that was a long time yeah, ago. Th-
0: they didn't even know. They didn't
1: really. I ended up just just by chance. It happened in North Carolina. I was working at Ridgecrest, which is a, a Baptist conference center. And so just by chance, I got, we did a, a trip and I got in a bed of ticks. Mm. They thought it was a Brown Lecluse fight. And then I oh. ended up with like 104, 105, ended up in the ICU. Didn't don't, don't even remember a lot of it, but wow. one of my sorority sisters was there with me. And uh, they did spinal taps. They did everything, and they found out that I had Lyme's disease. And I really completely lost my memory. Like, if wow. you ask me who are your mother and father, because it escalated into meningitis, so I was very oh, my. sick. Yeah. At 19 years old? At 19 years old, and that was that like the prime of my life, if I'm honest, like everything was going great. I had a great boyfriend. (laughs) I was in a sorority. I was having fun. And that happened. And it really set me back because for a person who had never studied, who had never worried about taking a test, I lost all of that. I lost my ability. I was really good at science and math. And I lost the ability to even understand science and math for a while. And so I kind of you know really started thinking well I think that made me want to go into psychology mm. and focus on that but then I got pregnant while I was working on my first doctorate degree and um, lost a child mm. and then um, I had a prolactinoma brain tumor and a syringomyelia on the spine and then I had cancer all over my skin basal wow. squamous melanoma everywhere all in your 20s all in my 20s good lord yeah And it really changed my life. I think I went from thinking, oh, I'm going to do these things to, um, okay, I get a second chance because I wasn't sure for a while. Like one of the spots was over this eye, and they thought they were going to have to take this eye out.
0: Oh, my God. And
1: I still remember my mother talking to me and saying I would be okay, but I was so scared. And then I just wanted to raise my son. And so, from that viewpoint, I dedicated the rest of my life to somehow figuring out answers in healthcare because I developed a bunch of natural things because I started researching it, and of course, I did some traditional treatments as well. But I ended up not having the prolactinoma removed because it started shrinking. Wow! I had I gave up all I gave up everything like gave alcohol, up medication, give up everything, and I just did these green smoothies morning, noon, and night.
0: Oh my gosh. That I
1: made that I had sourced from all countries and that kind of and I was and then I ended up working for pharmaceuticals. So I'm not against the whole gamut. Do you know what I mean? Like I understand all I understand natural and I understand why you need chemotherapy. Like I get all of it, but that was my approach and uh, I took the same approach when my third son had a tumor on the chest wall and went to Vanderbilt. We did the surgery, but afterwards, I chose to do a lot of natural things with him. Wow, that's incredible. So
0: I think you know, if someone didn't realize that the the whole background you had yeah. in research and understanding the the body's ability, yeah. for example, to detoxify, if someone didn't know that about you, they might say, "Oh, well, you're not going to go with the pharmaceuticals.
1: You're just going to." You're yeah. not going to take
0: the drugs or you're just going to go oh, to the I'm, green smoothies? I've done both. Like, that's what I'm like, wait, I'm,
1: I worked for Pfizer. I worked for J&J and Alexi on I, I do both. I understand both. But I think also because I've traveled everywhere, I've been exposed to so much, probably like you have. I, I've seen so many things that, that I know can work that we don't have, for example, right. in the United States. So anyway, I, I that led me to, I think I live, I feel like I've loved six lives. I have to be really honest. Yeah. I think almost dying in your 20s Yes, and losing a child. And then I lost twin girls during the second trimester. I don't talk about that a lot. They're, they're, they stopped beating their hearts. So like I think the pain, yeah. it's like you either decide you're going to stay in bed or you're going to get up. And get out of bed and do something, but you have children, so you know this. Once you have a child, there's not really an option. <laughs> you <laughs> like, don't. Have, you're totally right. You have to get up. You know, it's it's, and I would say that my children drive me. Mm-hmm. I would say my parents had always encouraged me that I could do whatever I wanted, and I don't, I don't like stereotypical things. So for me, I really wanted to do as much as I could if I had an opportunity to live.
0: That's amazing. It's so interesting to me, anytime someone has what I would call an end-of-life experience, like you in your 20s at a very, I mean, that's young to have an end-of-life experience and then give being given, sounds very cliche, but being given a, a second chance almost where okay. you did have a decision to make. What, what you dealt with in your 20s is what a lot of people would deal with maybe in their 70s and 80s, yeah. but that would possibly be the first time that they'd be confronted with this concept of live differently or don't live. But yeah. you had to make that choice in your 20s and that fueled, I, I will say from, from my vantage point, I don't know that I've ever seen someone do as much as you, have as much education as you. You do incredible things. You know, just having your PhD in psychology would be like, great. You have destroyed any box that someone would try to put you in. Um, I'm what, what I wonder about, with your ability to do all of these things, who helped you? And here's what I mean. When you come up with these crazy, amazing ideas that you have, you cannot do that on your own. So who is there saying, heck yeah, let's go. Yeah. Yeah, Here's who you're going to meet. You're going to meet this person. We're going to talk to this person. Then you're going to apply for this patent and, and oh, that formulation you created, we're going to do this. Who is there that's helping you make all of this possible?
1: You know, you can tell that you have three kids because you you just asked me a question. No, I'm telling you, you ask me a question that is 100% right because I have four yeah, yeah. and I definitely did not raise them and do everything on my own. I had yeah. an, an amazing family that surrounded me. And in business, my husband, Clayton, um, Clay has absolutely encouraged every idea I have. And then I have this group of people that we work with at the Root Brands and DRC Ventures, which is... I've got Ted Baker, Patrick, my sons Duquesne and Preston, Dylan, I could go on and on, my assistant who's, you know, here today, uh, Stephanie Fols, and Tiffany, my attorney's. This group I work with, yeah. if I'm really honest, if it weren't for them and this tight circle we have and there's more of those people than I'm than I'm yeah. actually saying, I couldn't have done anything. And another thing that I also developed over the years is a network of women mm-hmm. in all these countries. So mm-hmm. there's 87 countries. And I would say my network, I work with a lot of men, but it's the women that have really internationally brought me into a lot of environments. And it's the people I just mentioned here in Nashville. Mm -hmm. None of us are really Nashville-based. I think, well, a couple of us, Tiffany and and some of the others. My grandparents, though, went to Vanderbilt and Peabody. So I have roots here, you know, so – and that's helped me I think yeah. but it's really it's not me you know I'm kind of in the face of it I'm a piece of Give the puzzle yourself some credit no 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 <laughs> I am a piece of the puzzle and I'm very driven like anyone that works with me will probably tell you I don't turn it off
0: yeah
1: um for me a vacation is not a vacation unless I'm getting stuff done because otherwise <laughs> if I'm on vacation at a beach and I'm not getting stuff done I know that we're not moving things forward yeah. and moving from one state, you know, we started in Nashville, Tennessee to 76 countries now Yeah, in nutrice- nutraceuticals right. and supplements. That's in two and a half years, that's a pretty big task and our volume. And again, I credit this to the group and not me because I, I am a business person, but I'm not the one that is operationally moving all these pieces. Yeah. I'm the one writing the patents. I'm the one doing the formulas. I'm the one, that's speaking a lot about how we can help this world and future generations, but it's a group of us that have worked so hard. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like when you're on the news, you don't you, you're there as a spokesperson and right. you're absolutely the key piece to that. But there's a million other people. Oh yeah, around. I didn't
0: I didn't write the things that no, I'm yeah. reading. No, I'm just delivering it. No, but that and that's performative. Yeah. I I struggle to see the pieces that you're doing as performative because to me you are the maybe you're the center of the wheel and everybody spokes from you because without the ideas that you're having, you know, none of it would happen. Right. It does require all the pieces, but it also requires you. It you does. are it the brain does. behind all of it. Well, it,
1: it requires me being a part of it and accepting and, and giving some direction. And I am, even though I'm an artist and I feel like I'm a, you know, this free spirit. I really think inside I'm a free spirit that believes anything's possible. (laughs) I also am very pragmatic. I'm very organized. Everything in my office, when you come to my office, you'll see everything is the same colors, organized by letters. (laughs) I'm sure I drive everyone crazy. I'm like, where's the spreadsheet? I mean, I really... (laughs) Because to raise four kids, and I know you've had to be this way too, and to have a career, I had to be organized. There Mm. was no other option. And I had to be able to juggle Um, I don't ever feel like I succeed, if I'm honest. And Mm -hmm. if you ask me where does that come from, I bet you have some of that in you. I do. I do. I'm (laughs) like, it's never quite good enough. It's never quite good enough. I don't like even watching myself, and I don't actually, on videos and stuff, because I'm always like, why did I say that? Why did (laughs) I look that (laughs) 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 I don't know how you do it, because you're live all the time. Yeah. But I will tell you, our organization's kind of that way. Like, when we land in a country... There's hundreds of people that want to talk to us. Mm. When you impact people's lives and you're able to give them natural things that help them get better by supporting their bodies, they care about you because you've helped them. And there's nothing more important than children and family. And no matter how wealthy someone is, if they don't have their health – yeah. Oh gosh. Or, or no matter how poor someone is, I always say yeah. this, it doesn't matter. You need your help. Yeah. What, what's the saying? The, the what is it? That the healthy man has a
0: thousand wishes. The, the sick man has, but one, because yeah. when you're sick, all you want to do is be That's better. I have felt that I have had long-term hospitalizations where I'm like, I it's like you in your twenties. Yeah. Like this was an end of life experience yeah. where you say, "Okay, everything has to come full circle at this moment," and I have to do some reevaluation. Yes, um, I I want to talk about root wellness. I want to talk about what you've created and your where that came from. And let's start with your work with pharmaceutical companies and. Um, Tying it all back into your understanding of how the body has regenerative properties yeah. and how we can heal ourselves if we allow that process to happen. So start me from the beginning with the pharmaceutical okay. companies.
1: So I've been in different areas of pharmaceutical, from marketing to sales to, to business to uh, insurance. and But I landed, they kept moving me, <laughs> back <laughs> over to medical, clinical, and research science. I did a lot of investigator-sponsored trials. I was able to see how we would do trials, and there were natural supplements that would help people before they even got on a drug or a molecule, and we would say, well, we don't know what happened, or it's a miracle, right? When you report to the FDA, you only report based on your drug. So you don't, even if there's surrounding things around it, you're reporting based on the drug or the vaccine or whatever you're doing when you do these different trials with the FDA. And so I, I ran a lot of that and I got to see a lot of stuff. I, I got to work on projects that we were able to get rid of certain diseases or at least stop the progression, but we didn't launch things hmm. because it's, it's, and I understood both sides. I understand you can't just launch everything, yeah. right? I understand that you can't save everyone as much as we want to. So I've always really been able to see both sides of the equation, um, but I always have this thing and it always hits me in the face. What if that were my child or what if that were my body? What would I want to do for people? So I kept seeing these natural things and I kept looking at different things like zeolites and different vitamins and minerals. Spirulina was key for me, black cumin seed, a lot of different things that I know. We did certain pharmaceuticals out of them because what a lot of people yeah. don't know is that you'll use a natural substance or an isolate And then you'll turn it into a delivery system that involves a synthetic or a heavy metal or different things so that it goes throughout the body. Um, And so I started really understanding what if we just did these natural things and made them more bioavailable. We didn't use synthetics, but we used different methods. So I went back to school to Harvard and Cornell while I was traveling. And I did the extension program at Harvard because I was allowed to be sometimes on campus and sometimes in malaysia you know or <laughs> china because i was all over and but the lab work had to be done at harvard and then i i did the nanobiotechnology bioscience certification and the graduate program that's so it amazing. took me about three years and that's it, fast that feels fast to me well it was like... a lot of work it, it was literally because you had to and i don't even know if they still have the program because if you made below i think a b twice you were out oh, wow. um but I had to design a molecule or a vaccine was one of my last projects I had to design. I designed a super skin coating, which we're showcasing in Fashion Week, which protects the skin against heavy metals and pollution, because a lot of our autoimmune disorders that are happening are a result of our environment being toxic. And everyone always talks about climate change. But as a scientist, I understand a lot of this is the land, air and water just are not healthy. And so we're not. And a mother, like, we pass 30% of what we have in heavy metals to our child. Mm -hmm. So I became extremely interested in this because not just for my children but for future generations and started working in clean rooms and developing natural products. But I took the knowledge of understanding nanobiotechnology because that teaches you different methods. My goal was to create different products using different methods but to keep them natural. That was my goal because what I wanted to do is make it more bioavailable so it was efficacious and safe. And through that process, I had patents that were approved um, that talk about reversal of aging of the cell. That's amazing. And and, and – just so you know, and you probably do know this, like our bodies are connected to a leaf of grass. Mm -hmm. Like we are, all of our DNA is shared. Mm -hmm. If we could all just start accepting that, we would accept different cultures. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We would accept different people, you know, and different things that happen. I understand that to such an extent that the goal is to always make everything healthy yeah, and not to get rid of things, but to try to salvage and make us the best human beings that we can be. Yeah.
0: One of the things that, you have talked about that I just find fascinating. Um, 120 years, in my mind, in everything that I've ever read, even in ancient, ancient cultures, 120 years was the peak, the max, of what a human could reach. Do you think that we could live longer with better care or um, better systems around us that help us? 100%.
1: I actually think, you know, we can bioprint everything now. The problem is you can't, like... It's unstable to bioprint neural transmission and the brain and the mood. It's, so they've worked on that, um, but let's take bioprinting out of it because okay. you're basically creating a person, but you could live, right? If you can take care of the inside of the body, and bioprint the outside and kind of clone. And I've told you before, you can't clone a heart, but yeah. you can clone a heart. You're, ta- you're saying emotional emotion. Heart. You can clone a heart. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> you the. Can. the
0: the structure can yeah. be
1: cloned. It's the emotion it's the that the emotion can. Um, because yes. you've got the environmental factors. I mean, right. you could use AI and like Ted Baker said, but you couldn't. The other thing is we haven't perfected that. Yeah. Scientists have not perfected it. Um, but you are able if you can help the telomeres and the mitochondria. If you can actually clean the body, which is Clean Slate, was our first product we launched, and a lot of people took it because it helps with heavy metals. Mm, mm-hmm. People were worried about the shot. People were worried about being exposed to places like Chernobyl. Yeah, um, we are in—you know—we were in Ukraine, still are in Russia, and different places all over the world. And people wanted to clean the inside of their bodies, and that product took off completely uh, during all the pandemic yeah, and then the other products like the the formula that I did when I had the prolactinoma and the seringomyelia we launched that for the greens yeah. uh with a prebiotic like everything we launched is my goal is not just to make the body the best it can be but I also want to look for longevity yeah um, we do have a pharmaceutical company that we are um, working on this year. It's called ROM Pharmaceuticals, where we will do something synthetically. And if you ask me why, my answer is there are situations, and I'll, I'll use one, let's say someone's exposed to nuclear waste and you have five minutes to get it out of their Ooh. body. You need to do an IV or an injection. You can't just do yeah. a nutraceutical because right. it, it won't work in that yeah. five minutes, right? Right. So there are, there's a time and place for everything. And so yeah. um, that's really the driving force. in the, the company, the Root Brands, it, it literally has spread naturally without marketing. We just started last year. I Actually, our whole group, we sat in a meeting, and I said, we're going to be traveling a lot through March of this the following 2023, year. Yeah, through 23. Yeah. We're going to take this six months, and we're really going to put money into getting around internationally and doing different things. But before that point, we really organically grew. Yeah. And we still don't do a lot of the marketing. Well, that's
0: amazing. That just means that you have products that work because people don't, you know, lots of people will give something a chance, right? I'll try this, but if it doesn't make a difference and I don't feel different or I don't feel better, I'm not going to keep spending the money on it. Let me ask you this question. I'm interested to hear your take on this. Why is it that we, I, I think in this country, we have this thinking, this pattern of thinking that this treatment won't
1: work unless it's a... High-grade pharmaceutical. Why do we believe that? So that's not the belief in every country. I'm sure you know that. That's more of a United States or um, North America, you know, belief. I think that's because of our educational system um, that we place more value here, for example, in an MD Mm -hmm. um, than we do a teacher. However, in a lot of countries, PhDs are much higher placed than an MD and teachers are some of your top people. And I kind of being raised around teachers and, and thinking of the importance of that, I love the fact that in other countries, They understand, okay, this is just an education and some of them are right and some of them are wrong. It's like a mechanic for a car. And that's not putting down MDs or PhDs. It's just a fact that there are good, just like there are good or bad anchors, right? (laughs) Sure. You're a great one, by the way. A a thousand percent. Oh, thank you. (laughs) So so you are. But there are good and bad doctors as well. And I think we've placed all this importance on thinking that they are almost like a a healer, and and they are to a certain extent, uh, but there are so many natural things that our ancestors had. Like my great-great-grandmother was a shaman and she was half Cherokee and, and Choctaw oh wow so I was raised Ooh, I, let's know talk I, about that. I know I, <laughs> that's I think exciting. that's why I'm the way I am I swear I think it's that and a combination of my dad's side of the family which were from the Middle East and Germany and came over here that yeah. the science part I think really encouraged me as well as the artistic music side yeah. and that combination but in our in our country we just think it we we focus on when we get sick instead of staying well. Oh, totally. Well and yeah. it's and it's a failure of the I in my
0: view, it's a
1: failure of our medical system to treat people in sickness. That's a failure. It's a failure. And that's been my I'm gonna tell you my if I could share with you someday my entire life, that's where I started getting attacked is when I started saying, this is a failure. Yeah. We need to start with wellness. Totally. And not sickness. Well, you Well, know? I feel like,
0: like I look specifically at Indian medicine, Chinese medicine. They were, they've always looked at wellness from Absolutely. that standpoint. Not from... medicinal, like let's go to the hospital. Sure. If you have a problem, and again, Western medicine has saved my life multiple times, multiple times where I should have died. Western medicine saved me, but it did, it it did force me to look and say, what am I doing wrong? What am I doing wrong? Because I should have never gotten to that place. I should have never gotten to the place where I had to be hospitalized for, you know, all this time. I need to focus on wellness. So what is wellness to me? And that, truly, in my last six months, uh, in present day, we look turn the clock back six months. For six months, that's been my focus is oh, yeah. how can I address myself spiritually? How can I address myself mentally? How can I, obviously, address the physical body to really look at whole body, whole person wellness? And in this country, we don't do it.
1: We don't, and that's been... That's sad to me. You know, like we actually discourage it. You have all these different rules you have to follow for natural products as well. Um, And you have to worry about people getting upset because you make a claim, which is why I always say we never make claims. We have our products there to support people's bodies to be their best. Um, But another thing that we've done, because I feel like you asked me a question why are we focused on pharmaceuticals? Yeah. They I think have, they're the
0: only things that work. When but other they have do research
1: work. and data, and the natural companies don't typically have the money. But what we've done is we've launched a patient registry where we track pharmaceuticals and nutraceuticals. Because in my background, in the pharmaceutical world, most nutraceutical individuals don't have that background. That's not typical. Most mm-hmm. nutraceuticals are like chemists. Or they're in biology and they come up with different formulas and they're basic and I don't mean that rudely it's, it's just yeah. that it's not that's just how it's done that's how it's done and so my training was the opposite and I was also exposed to how you do trials and how you do registry so that the pharmaceutical companies use registries to track data and safety after they've launched a product but they also use it to, to figure out what's the best path of care and they use certain case studies to talk about off indication and so it's a market marketing tool too, yeah, right? Yeah. It's it's a, a healthcare tool, but it's a marketing tool. And so we've started that at the root brands. Um, DRC Ventures is the company that basically does all the products that we license to the root brands. And so um, the Root Brands is sponsoring a registry in the 76 countries that we're in. And we're hoping to be in 100 countries. So our goal is to be the only company really gathering this data in an international way so that we can report on it to the insurance companies, to the governments, and really come center stage with the fact that, yes, nutraceuticals do work. Yeah. I appreciate your... Um, I mean, your book you wrote, cure the causes,
0: and I loved. I read your book, and I loved the way that that you just kept bringing the reader back to we're not. <laughs> it comes back to wellness. We're not thinking about health and wellness in the right way, right? We're yeah. thinking of it in this acute way of like, well, I have this wrong with me. Let's fix yeah. this. And you're saying, N- no, no, no. We're not thinking of health and wellness. And really our environment in the way that we should, it's so much more holistic than the way we see it typically. It is. Have you gotten pushed back from your ideas of like, stop taking the pill, fix your body?
1: <laughs> I I would say yes. And I think I've gotten pushed back since I left the pharmaceutical companies. Um, and by the way, I loved my career. Like when people ask me, how was it working there? I loved it. <laughs> like I can't, I can't lie and say I didn't have a great experience because it was an extremely good teams or great teams it was extremely great experiences working with the top doctors in the world I really loved it um but and it was hard to get over like that because I they did everything for me I mean they were amazing to me so when I stepped out to be more of an entrepreneur because I had done different companies actually since the age of about 28 I've done different developed different companies uh, but never been the face, mm-hmm. you know. So when I stepped out, I was attacked pretty much about how can we both get to our, how can we get to the goal the fastest? And the goal has to be, it can't be my ego. Yeah. It can't be me yelling at the world, even though I understand those approaches too. I, do, I swear I do. I Like I get when people get so mad that they lose their temper in front of the media and different things like that. But my goal is to strategically get there um, through prevention, Providing and developing better solutions that people are like, wait a minute, that worked. And I always say, listen, we are gonna die, right? You are gonna be sick, but how do we emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and physically give our bodies the best life while we're here on this planet so we can live six to 10 lives, right? Because I would say this even to you you've had this amazing career, but I bet you have a better career. Even the older you get.
0: Oh, I I know that. Yeah. I know, and I receive that because yeah. I know that to be true. Yeah.
1: But I'm also, it's also, I'm planting seeds for that now. Right. You're working strategically yeah. at it. And I wish, my, my goal is that everyone does that. Because if we could each significantly impact this world, mm-hmm. we have a better world. We've been so caught up on being angry mm-hmm. and bitter about the things that have happened. And there's, there's a reason we're angry, right? It's our lives all changed pretty dramatically when this happened. But if we can create a better world from that, like I'm hoping people wake up and realize, yes, our bodies are the most important. I can travel to Africa. The only house I really have is this house, yeah. not the house in Nashville, Tennessee, yeah. because this takes me everywhere. So I have to protect it. Yeah. And then you can do like you, you've planted seeds. You have to take care of your body mm. so you can accomplish what your mission is on right. this in this life. And that hope, if we can teach that, yeah. you can give hope to homeless people. You can give hope to people that are addicts because you've got to give them that experience. But you do need, like, natural products like we have at the Root Brands, in my opinion, to help people. You've got to yeah. have something that actually works. Well,
0: and let's let's be clear because I, I realize that not everybody knows the same things. So let's right. be clear about this. Um, the food that we eat today is sorely lacking yep. in the nutrition that it had 10 years ago certainly 50 years ago and don't even get me started on 100 200 years ago it's not we it's not the same so give us some
1: understanding of what is lacking and where is it lacking what's the problem with our food today so the problem is our land air and water and it's had all this heavy heavy metal like around it so like your mercury your lead your cadmium, all your different things we've been exposed um, to and we're all exposed to it so for example When Hiroshima happened, when Chernobyl happened, I don't think everyone thought about the fact that then it affected their air, so our air. Mm -hmm. It affected their land and water, so what's in the water? The water goes back and forth. You've Mm -hmm. got fish in Mm -hmm. the water. It's all pollinating, right? So this cycle began. And I would say it began when we started making machinery because of pollution, right? Right, right. But we needed it. So we're mm -hmm. not going to get rid of cars. And we all know that even electric cars have issues. Mm -hmm. You know, pick your topic. There's always something. So what we have to do is we really need to detox the land, air, and water because you're Orange that you're eating, some of them don't have any vitamins yeah. in them actually. Wow! A- and we re- like
0: zero, or just even like okay, maybe they have twenty
1: percent of the vitamins I, they used to have. We've done analysis on oranges before where they didn't have anything in them. Oh my word! But those weren't done in the United States, so I don't know the exact amount. We did talk about it like in the Harvard and Cornell classes, and so I have data on exactly which ones at certain places, but I don't have, I don't remember all mm-hmm. of that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just happened gradually, and and so you have to put something in your yeah. body that's really going to supplement and protect the cells because your cells talk. Like we know now that not only do the cells talk in the body, right? Like that's why when cancer cells are basically talking through the pathways, they grow because they convince other cells to get yeah, cancer. Right. We also know now that our cells talk. So the people that you're around, their cells actually communicate with someone else's cells in the same room we just have to acknowledge that. All of that to me shows that we're a miracle. But then when you say, okay, you're not giving fuel to a machine, right? Our our nutrients, our vitamins and minerals are fuel. We're not getting the fuel. Mm-hmm. Our, our Because bodies, our food doesn't have the fuel right, anymore. Right. And our bodies are toxic. The food's toxic. We had GMOs. We had all this mm-hmm. pollution and nuclear waste and Agent Orange, et cetera, et cetera. So you've really got to start stepping in, cleaning out the inside of your bodies, and then supplement the bodies. Mm -hmm. And I would say most supplement companies don't focus first on cleaning. But I'll I'll use an example. If you're going to redecorate your house and your house is filthy, dirty, and you never take the trash out, like you've left it there for 10 years, it doesn't matter if you put paint on the wall, right? (laughs) right? You've got trash that's been there for 10 years. People have got to clean the inside of their yeah. bodies out and then support it. Yeah. The same way with aging, by the way. You cannot do anti-aging unless first you've really successfully cleaned the body out because the cells won't be able to communicate the right way.
0: Well, it's like having a fishbowl and having fish that like are, clean, are swimming around dirty water. And when yeah. you just put more dirt and dirt and dirt right. in the water, you don't necessarily even know what's making you feel bad. you right. got to clean the water out. And then you start to realize, oh, it's this X Y Z thing. It's maybe this that you know these different things don't make me feel that great, and I need to,
1: yeah. you know, be thinking about that. That's a great point. I, I try to get, I try to teach that. I, I want us to teach it in school. Yeah. Like I'm really, we're working at creating a university that will be able to. Um, yeah. I told Ted this weekend, and he was like, <laughs> "What?" And then I was kind of rude. I was like, "Well, I already talked to Clayton about it, and we're doing it." And I realized that was a temper tantrum that I just threw. <laughs> Like, that was really nice to Ted Baker, because I, it's, it's again, there's the idea. Yeah. And, and believe me, when I have ideas, I don't want you to think I don't do work behind it.
0: Oh, no, for I me to know get... you do. I'm just saying, <laughs> for, like, because it, it's one thing to have the idea, but you actually execute the idea. Yeah. So I'm in awe of the execution well, we of all execute.
1: of it. Well, <laughs> we execute. We are team that I that I talked about earlier. Yeah, yeah. We execute. Um, But without the team there's no execution because you can you only have so many hours in a day. Uh, I know. So <laughs> I feel
0: that I feel
1: that <laughs> so, <laughs> truly. So <laughs> I I research stuff as much as I can and then the goal is to execute. Going back to this, so we our bodies need to have nutrients mm-hmm. and minerals just like cars need fuel. Mm-hmm. You've got to take different supplements in my opinion because the food just isn't there right now. Yeah. But you got to know the sourcing of yeah. what's in the sup- in the supplements. How they were made, and that's really the key. And then, thankfully, we're going to track it so we have the research. We already have case studies in all these countries Mm -hmm. in different areas. Like we have uh, long COVID case studies where we've been able to help people. We have a lot of professional athletes that they have increased their athletic ability that are Olympic athletes. We have Stephen Rose. There's only been two Triple Crown winners. He's one of our ambassadors. Um, I could go on and on. We have these phenomenal people that we work with that – we've been able to help their lives so they're helping us grow our business because yeah. again you can live to be 120 and 130 but you've got to take care of your body yeah. and let's say you're someone like me that's predisposed to cancer because people are predisposed yeah. and i'm one of those individuals and you've already had tumors in your 20s like that's a i had a rebound of five basal um cancers in a squamous cell oh, wow. and I've used natural, but they wanted 30 rounds of radiation and I chose a natural approach. But I'll tell you this, if the natural approach wouldn't have worked, I would have done the radiation. Yeah. I'm just, I'm, but so, well, for, I just appreciate that you, you know how
0: you, I think through all of your education and research and all the things that you know, you know how and
1: when to balance the two. And that's why I really want to create an education system to educate people on their bodies to help them understand because right now our educational system is focused predominantly on when people get sick. Yeah, that's all we do. Yeah, I really want to switch that around a little bit. And I hope I don't get resistance because my honest answer to all of this is I'm so thankful for the pharmaceutical companies for some of the things they've done. There's other things they've done I'm not thankful for that I don't agree with, but the same thing applies to nutraceutical supplement companies. There's some companies out there that I feel like they just push brands to people because it's a cheaper option and they don't have these great formulas that are really helping like vitamin c is not just vitamin c there's a lot of different ways to make it and to source it and so but but until we develop the right educational system we'll never be able to get that information out there my goal is for like mothers like you parents to really be educated and to educate their kids and for us to really change the way things are because We should do something positive with all this negative that's happened recently.
0: I'm thinking, you know, as people listen to this and like, what kind of takeaways can they have? And, and uh, my, I mean, I, I know that we need to help detoxify the body, but I'm, I'm looking bigger at where you're focusing right now within the business community. You are focusing on, you know, how do we heal the earth? How do we heal? So we actually do have longevity so that our food is better. So My question to you is, how do we do that? How do we heal those things, those huge worldwide problems right now?
1: So um, we started, you know, with Nutraceuticals for People. Um, Then we started Environ for the Environment, and we're doing different projects, and we're really going to put more focus on that this year the skin spray that protects the body from an outside, mm-hmm. you know, environmental factor, because your environmental factors are what are causing all these autoimmune disorders. Wow. Um, and, and, you know, when all the virus happened, it wasn't just the virus that happened. They found different fungus that was proliferating yeah. they had never seen before. Wow. Different bacteria, which I've said the whole time, those are my two. I really focus on fungus and parasites because those are two that I think that really – um, destroy people. So you've got to get the equilibrium in controlling people's bodies first so that they can think, so that they can help the environment. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, you've got to go in with different processes to clean the air, land, and water. And that's really a main focus of ours this year, as well as the pharmaceutical. We started with the clothing line, which we are launching on Fashion Week because we want to protect the skin and yeah. the body. You have this UV protection clothing. But the truth is that's not enough. That's not enough. Yeah, no. that's just UV rays. Yeah. And what about all of the – s- l- look at the smog. <laughs> what about the pollution? <laughs> what about, what about, the about air? Yeah, what about the 5G, right? What yeah. about the radiation? And that's all reality. Yeah. No one wants to talk about it because, to your point, it's overwhelming. Right. So what we've done is we've bitten off – topic after topic to get to our goal which is the improvement of the way we live lives for future generations um that entails ultimately having our own manufacturing to produce things that can help people all over the world that entails doing our own production of food even because even cows and the vaccinations there's some things you don't want to eat in my opinion and so we're doing our best um And it's not a political thing for me, even though I do know a lot of politicians and I know a lot of people in governments throughout the world. That's part of it, though. You have to stay engaged. So we do do major platforms throughout the world with Forbes, Fortune, different magazines, as well as different groups of people, different governments, because our goal is to speak out how we're doing it uh, and about what we need to do. And then we are taking a systemic approach and systematic approach at rolling out different things that can help because we knew we couldn't do it all at once. Yeah. Um, so, can, no, you can't. Yeah, I mean, when you're going to live six lives
0: concurrently, girlfriend, <laughs> like, it's not all going to happen at one time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just, I, I, it's a major flaw of mine. I want it to happen like this. I don't think that's a
0: flaw. I uh, think that's, like, I look at it and I go, how inspiring. Because when I, this is, so this is from my point of view, okay? So this is my opinion. I look at you, and I go, she said it, and it's happening. Because you, you, I mean, there's a lot that goes along with it, right? Like, obviously, there's tons of effort. Yes. But I look at it, and I say, you, you saw the need. You said it. You spoke it into existence. And you put a team of people around you to make it happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's inspirational. That's, like, showing me how powerful I can be when I look at the things that you're doing. And how big it can be,
1: you know, like our lives can be so big. They can be so big if you surround yourself with the right people, because again, your cells are talking, they're communicating. It's funny. I saw this one. I'll have to send it to you. There's an article about how people fall in love. And I know you hear about the pheromones and everything else. But the truth is, people will meet and feel instantly connected Mm -hmm. and become friends in that second. And it's because the cells are understanding each other. Mm -hmm. And they understand the thought process of how they can work together to accomplish a need. And I... I don't know if people in the office know this or the people I work with, but I actually spend they, – they probably do by now. I spend at least an hour or two meditating in the morning and praying. Yeah. I do the same thing at night uh, before I go to bed. I sometimes will do four to six hours. In a day? In a day. Good for you. At night. Yeah, and I focus on communicating with them. And communicating on what we need to have done and praying for them and for their families. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Amazing. Yeah. I've always thought of the connection just as an electromagnetism. Because I know I've only read the research about the electromagnetism of connecting with people. It's actually why I refuse to do online interviews for this podcast. I will only do face-to-face interviews. Because in the way I've always said it is, you can feel someone. You can. You feel them. And I think um, like our hearts can be in sync is what I've read with the electromagnetism. I didn't realize that the cells... communicate like that we communicate at a cellular level but we all know I mean when someone walks in a room you can feel them you know if they're in a terrible mood or if they're excited or what you can feel that and so I think and this is a whole nother topic but I feel like we've been in our society desensitized to the the fact that we know
1: we know we know know. we're not we're not accepting it but I gotta tell you at these schools that are your really top universities they know so like your Major organizations like your CIA or your FBI, they understand that there's certain people that honestly can tap in and they understand things for whatever reason. And I'll, I'll use another example. I went to Seattle this weekend. We walked into a very nice store, very expensive. You would have loved it. It was just like really <laughs> rare pieces from all over the world. And I was wow. like, this is so beautiful. And the late, I had left to go somewhere else my husband was there and she asked him to come back and get me so I walked in and she said I just want you to know that when you came in I read your energy and I have a message for you and so her message she gave me this pen she gave me this gift and then told me that I needed to carry this gift and it had this baby inside of it and I said well I'm not planning on having any more babies (laughs) and she said well this is what's getting ready to happen. Your life has grown very quickly, and it's getting ready to change completely. And then she showed me a pen, and she said, This pen, if you take it apart and things look like they're a mess, it's, it doesn't matter. You just put it back together. She said, you, You've been given a gift that if things go wrong, all you have to do is imagine something better, and it will happen. And she was a very – I mean, this was a very wealthy woman from Seattle. I won't use her name. But um, – It was interesting. And and whether that's true or not, right, she somehow told my husband that she saw this energetic Mm. field. What I know is when people see that there are certain people in this world that can somehow understand and connect, like you said, with this field. Yeah. And I love that you know that, by the way.
0: Oh, I'm super into it. I'll go as woo-woo
1: as you want to (laughs) go. (laughs) But I believe that. And I believe that when you speak something, I love what you said, you think it... there's research about it now. Oh, there's so much. That's the thing. Is
0: like, this is... I have a fascination. I'll tell you. I have a fascination with things that... I call it things that we've forgotten. Things that in human history we knew thousands of years ago and we have forgotten. And it's things that only now, with our scientific abilities now, we're able to research things and go, oh... Look at that, our words do have power. They knew it thousands of years ago. And for whatever reason, it's like, why did we forget? Why did we forget? And so that's what I mean when I say, oh, things that we used to know, things we have forgotten, things that are like old wisdom that we carry in us, but we forget.
1: I well, I well, like, Journey look, of remembrance. It, it's, I, I love that you said that because I feel that way. Like Albert Einstein, right? He talked a lot about the fact we will never create true scientists or individuals that are innovators if they learn from a book, right? Mm. He said it many times in many different ways, but yet we only give degrees based on what people learn taking a test from a book, right? right? right. And the truth is, True innovation and true true improvement in life, you have to have people that feel it, that understand it, that develop or come up with it, right, to make that change. Right. And I don't know how we forgot about it either. Just like our, if you look at our ancestors, they healed from the land and from the vitamins again. Yeah. We've lost all of that. Well, and our land is sick. So how do you heal from the land? Yeah, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing, and it takes a lot of people. It takes people willing to jump in there. And, you know, I do this thing sometimes, and then I get upset with myself, where I'll say, (laughs) I don't want to know. Don't show me, because I don't want to see anything bad. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I have this thing where I'll be like, I don't want to know. But then when it comes to the environment and people and how we need to make changes – because, again, I said I've worked in China, Russia, mm-hmm. all these different countries. I was exposed to a lot of things for years. When it comes to things now, I will say, let me see it. I'll try to fix it. Let me mm-hmm. figure out a solution. Uh, like the fungus thing is a huge thing for me now. I'm really focused on creating... Um, solutions for people that have a lot of fungus. Yeah, but how do we even know if we have fungus in our bodies? It, it has a positive negative. So it's a 50% positive negative when you give someone a test. Mm. And it, what I mean by that is you could have fungus and it'll show negative, right? Mm. It's kind of like your essay test that you give for like viruses and stuff. They're not really that accurate. Mm. Um, doctors have not focused enough because I think that's one of the reasons. And there's not a lot of pharmaceutical options that aren't toxic for the body. Oh. Diflucan is one, of course, that women will use. There's different things you can buy at the um, at Walgreens or CVS. But I almost all my products that are out have a protective mechanism against fungus. Like I use a lot of spirulina, turmeric, right? That's really sourced in a way that it's very strong. Um, The the zeolite can help with that. But I'm still working on more solutions because they've had such an issue. And it was interesting they came out with that show. This is uh, Last of Us or something. Anyway, Mm. I watched a couple of the episodes, and it's all about fungus taking over the brain. Two years ago, they came out with – because I've worked a lot on Alzheimer's and cognitive functioning issues – they came out with that it wasn't just the ApoE gene, which is why all these pharmaceutical options haven't worked, that there were a variety of measures. And some of the autopsies that they've done in studies have yeah. shown just this proliferation of fungus and parasites in the brain. In the brain. So oh, we wow. are we produced a toothpaste that will be out in March to, to protect the gums because a lot of your stuff goes through the gums mm. and then through the body. So that's one I of my goals. I
0: don't think I even understood until very recently how much gets
1: absorbed into the bloodstream. like This is your largest organ. Yeah, right here. And Anything everything you put, absorbed. Anything you put on your body, which is why the makeup and the skincare were so important to me because yeah. when you, everything transdermally, like 80% is going into your body. Yeah. So if they use something, for example, that your body, like a plastic on the skin, your body's getting that. I know.
0: It's <laughs> like, God. I, I
1: literally and only then you just almost don't want to think I about don't,
0: it. I don't. <laughs> I literally only just learned this in the last few weeks like the level of how everything like just whoop, right there there it got absorbed I mean it's but you yeah.
1: your this sounds very simple but your salt baths like your Himalayan sea those are good yes. for you
0: and now I yeah. do one okay I do at least probably at least three baths a week because of it
1: so if you really like my salt really got sick you could mm-hmm. use honestly oregano and clove And it would hurt like heck. Yeah, yeah, because it's stinks. But Mm -hmm. if you do use like your orange Mm -hmm. and your Mm -hmm. peppermint, your clove and your turmeric, I've done this before when I've been extremely sick and getting a hot bath with the salt. It hurts so bad. If you put lavender, it'll help. I, I'll get off on that topic. But you could actually heal people if you dipped the, or get rid yeah. of stuff if you dipped them in that. Yeah, it just hurts so bad. Yeah, the oregano's. So I'm trying joke. to figure out how to make it not hurt so bad. Yeah, yeah. Well,
0: I, I wonder if is there an agent in what is the agent in oregano that makes it sting so
1: bad? It's and different. And can it be? It's like cayenne pepper, and they have the same kind of mechanism yeah. basically in both of those. And you can use lavender. To help huh. it. Um, and I'm trying a couple of other things. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Um, do do
0: you think people still discount you and like count you out like, no, she can't do that. Like, do you think yeah, by oh this yeah. point,
1: even oh, still yeah. because I've I had look at the things I, you've done, I'm oh, like, there's yeah. no way. Like, you can do whatever you want to do. <laughs> I was I was attacked by went for one of my Uh, diplomas because it wasn't in the United States. So just today before we came, and this whole group would say this, I got California University to give me equivalent. Because I don't know if people know this. If you get degrees or diplomas overseas, they're not accepted right away. Well, they can be. It depends on which group's looking at it. So I've been discounted about my education. I've even had people do videos saying that my four children, which came out of my body, (laughs) are not my four children. It's kind of like... Uh <laughs> it, it's kind of funny how social media and the media works uh and this this has been really hard for me to be honest uh the criticism i feel like i've gotten for accomplishing things cuz i feel like if it was and i'm not a steve jobs i'm not a gates i'm not on their level but i feel like if if men have Aren't you though? Cuz i mean I, to me you've done more.
0: <laughs> well, I'm kind of amazed. Well i'm a
1: female and yeah. so i feel like um I don't want to turn this into, uh, because I have three boys and I I love men and women, right? But I feel like because I'm a female that I'm questioned on all the stuff I do, because why does she own 14 companies? You know, why has she done that? No one would question a man about that. No, they would just applaud. They would applaud. It would be like, that guy is amazing. And with me, it's like there's constantly, um, I feel like, maybe I'm just sensitive, my my core group like they all try to protect me against this but yeah I get criticized a lot and I think people are like like I was criticized for patents about my education and and you don't even have to have a degree to write a patent yeah but when mine started getting accepted it became a pretty big deal um but I think everyone in life if you're going to do something that's worth doing if it's going to make a change you're going to be criticized I would
0: say that the criticism to me the criticism should stand as a marker for you that you're doing things right
1: I, yeah, I think my life kind of changed when I started getting attacked. <laughs> it actually <laughs> promoted things even more, which is really yeah. interesting. Well, yeah. I want to ask you uh,
0: a couple more things. It's funny, we haven't even talked about the thing that I always like to ask people, at least in my season three. We'll get to that in a second. I want to ask you about the meditation and the prayer that you spend yeah. time doing. I find for myself when I spend, because I also spend between one and two hours in meditation and prayer every single day. Yeah, And I found that as I started doing that, I became an arrow. Like it made me so focused on what it is that I'm doing, the intention behind it, and then I've become faster at things because of that time that I've taken. Is it a similar thing for you,
1: or why have you found that you needed to spend that much time? So starting at a very young age, which uh, my parents did not accept this from me, um, I was really little. I felt this, this... Voice, this presence said to me, I think I was around the age of four or five, that I was going to do these different things and that I needed to just trust that I was loved. And I used to do this, see this thing where I was held on, on by basically love. I know this sounds just very different. I don't, I don't think I've ever talked about this actually um, publicly, but I kept that meditation. I've done it my whole life. I also kept a journal my whole life where I write down what my goal is. But then I do this prayer of asking for blessings um, so that I can serve the world better and serve God and love and do the right thing. I've been exposed to a lot of religions, so I've been trained also by different people in the Buddha relig- Buddhist religion, um, Hindu religion, even Muslim, like I've been exposed to a lot of different things, but I was raised in a Christian home. So that's my version, Mm -hmm. you know, my vision of who's helping me. But I just, I always pray for peace. And I I really say this every time, I can't do this. Mm -hmm. This is not, these are gifts you've given me. Mm -hmm. So please help me do, you know, expand my boundaries and territories, expand my blessings so I can bless others. And I will even focus on countries, for example, countries that I want to go into. And it's kind of like you said, and then it, it's a focus and it starts happening, not always in the way I want it to happen, but I kind of feel like none of it can happen without that. Like I'm a, a tool, right? Yeah, a, vessel. a vessel. That's how I feel. I'm a vessel. And God uses me um, to do things that can possibly help it's, it's interesting to me. You have all these negative things that have happened, and then you have you almost have this left and right side arguing constantly, you know, about which way's right. Yeah. And then in my mind, there's always darkness because if there's light, there's darkness. Yeah. And so what I don't understand about what's happened over the last three or four years are where are the people <laughs> that, okay, here's the problem, where are the solutions? So my goal every time I meditate is finding solutions, and asking for directions so I can know what I need to do, and then praying for the people around me because I do understand, without them, I would not be able to do anything. Mm-hmm. And so I look at it as if we could all do that again. Yeah. You know that would help. But my meditation is is kind of like yours. It, it, I feel like it's like a arrow. Once I focused yeah. on that, it also helps me to write it down.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, it's interesting. I looked over what I wrote down a year ago. And I, com- I say I, it was never I. We accomplished so much more than I ever thought we were going to do last year.
0: Wow. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. That should make you happy. It
1: makes me happy. And, I'm, <laughs> and, and it makes me want to meditate even more and yeah. to pray even more because I know that, um, again, energetically, we're all connected. And there is, you know, we know now when someone dies, for example, their spirit's still in the room. Mm. So people will say, well, I felt someone's spirit in the room. Mm-hmm. Well, we know it. it's not; they're able to track it. They're just not sure after like seven to ten seconds where it goes. Mm. But the energy from the spirit actually is in the room still. Mm. And so I look at that, and that gives me even more hope that we have so much to do and that our existence goes on after we die in a different way. And so um, the meditations do mean a lot to me. Yeah. yeah. What,
0: a, what an exciting time to be alive, too, I feel yeah. like, because they're – because we are developing technologies that are allowing us to just to see things differently. Yeah okay, so it's funny usually the question I'm about to ask you gets asked way earlier in the episode. <laughs> who cares? We do what we want right That's right. Um, so my season three of Amstigator is all about lessons, right So because I see it as if I can learn one of your lessons without the hardship, Bring it on! That's I've what, had my I own like hardship that. and yeah. my own lessons, but yeah. I want to learn others as well. So, is there a lesson that you've either consistently learned over and over again in your life, or something that you're learning in real time
1: that is like this is the lesson right now? My lesson, first of all, do you are you going to tell me your lesson because no. I want to know what <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know
0: yours. But well, here's the thing: since well, I will tell you since my since I've been thinking in terms of lessons in the last. I don't know. I started thinking about lessons probably in June or July of 2022. And so, I mean, that's my awareness always is in lessons, and so I'll talk about lessons I'm learning in real time. Yeah. Uh, lessons that I'm like, "Ooh, this one's come up a few times. I need to really pay attention." So, I mean, what I'm learning today is different than what, you know, what I yeah. learned
1: a week ago. So, I we could we could talk about it after the
0: recording. Sure. Okay.
1: <laughs> I would think the consistent lesson that I've always learned throughout my life starting with my mother is to love and forgive 70 times seven, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and um, to not expect anything from anyone really, but to love regardless. That's been a consistent lesson for me. What I've learned recently that's actually caused a major improvement in my life, and I'm learning more every day because it's not an easy lesson for me, is that I need to, to create boundaries around my life for people that don't have the intentions I have mm-hmm. to heal and and serve and love and expand doesn't mean they're bad people but if their mission doesn't align with mine that I really don't need to be around them because I really feel like this is my mission why I'm here so if this is why I'm here I've got to work and be friends and partner with people that want to do the same thing and not someone that's saying uh, let's just keep people sick, you know, or not someone that says I work two hours a day, even though Christina, you're working 16, it's gotta be people that are aligned with me. That has been my most recent realization and it's helped me a lot, but I still, I still go back to the 70 times seven forgiveness Mm -hmm. (laughs) that my mom drilled in my Mm -hmm. head. So I am learning to forgive, but to let go of those, those partnerships, those friendships that aren't contributing to overall greatness and improvement of the world. Because I really – my husband says something that I love. He wants to achieve greatness for the world, and I love that. And I think probably that's why I'm with him, to be honest, um, because we're so different. We usually have the complete opposite opinion. Um, (laughs) And then I always say this because we we have – uh, Ted Baker, and then he's in the middle of us, and we're all partners, and so we all work together, and then we brought in Brad Mathis and Lisa Kreitz and all these different people, and then we have Stephanie and all the people I mentioned before. We all we all are these people that have these different skill sets, and we have to forgive each other daily, right? Because we, <laughs> cause you have to love people despite their weaknesses and not because of their strengths. But I've also learned because of this group that I'm around that if someone is not aligned with us, then it's not the right progression or right energy to share Mm -hmm. well that's an acceptance that's a level of accepting people just for who they are I used to be really but I mean I literally used to be if someone did something I would forget I would never say okay now we're not we can't you can't work with me or now you know we can't do this and I've had to learn that again it would be like if you were doing This podcast or anything you do with your career on television, if someone doesn't show up to do pictures, you have to let them go. My personality used to be, it's okay, we just give chance after chance after chance. Mm. And that's really not healthy Mm. for a mission of a long-term goal. So I know it sounds simple, but I would say for my personality, that's been my biggest lesson I'm working through right now. I've, that's the thing about lessons is they usually are quite simple. I'm like, <laughs> it's not that hard. What's wrong with me? <laughs> no.
0: Well, I mean, if you just want to love and love and love, I mean, I and I, I understand why you would need to put people around you that can almost buffer, Yeah. Um, you know, and, and hold you up in those places where maybe maybe it's not the best decision for you. So yeah. there's, maybe there's someone else's buffering and says, I'll make that decision for you. This is how this <laughs> is going to go. Yeah. That's <laughs>
1: happening a lot more recently. <laughs> Dr. Christina Ron, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I enjoyed it a lot. It was more like I was talking to a friend. So thank you so much. I enjoyed it.
0: Don't you love her? I just love her. She is definitely worth a follow on Instagram, certainly because it it feels like she's always in a different country doing really amazing stuff, and you get a window into what her world is like. And you can check out her company too, one of her 14 companies, The Root Brands, and some of the products she mentioned. I put a link to it in the show notes. Coming up next week, I interview an expert on stress. We talk through its impact on your body and why you have to become conscious of it or it's going to wreck you. Plus, what lesson is she learning right now? I just love these conversations. It is another great episode of Amstigator, and it's coming up next. As you go through this week, I encourage you, find your light, lead with your heart, and live life purposefully. I'm Lauren Lowry, and this is Amstigator. Amstigator.